business owners hire me to create their own book without writing a word? Complex, global flavors, really high quality ingredients. That's what we've done. We believe that purpose and profit can go hand in hand. So we created the ultimate no compromise skincare. I'm Richard Gerhardt. And I'm Elizabeth Gerhardt. You just heard a few snippets from our show. It was amazing. It was. Stay tuned for the rest. Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. I'm Richard Gearhart, an intellectual property attorney specializing in patents, trademarks, and copyrights. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart, not an attorney, but I do the marketing for Gearhart Law and I have my own startup. Welcome everybody to Passage to Profit, the road to entrepreneurship, where we talk with entrepreneurs, inventors, and the intellectual property that helps them flourish. Tonight, we have an outstanding lineup, so make sure you stay tuned. First will be our guest, Michael DeLon, who is the founder of Paperback Expert. He's a marketing strategist and a coach too. Yeah, and then we have two presenters with, I think, really great products. Henry Lovejoy has Fresh A, which is a meal in a can that you can take any anywhere with you and it's high protein and they're delicious. I'm, I'm not going to say anything else. Let him talk about it. Karima El Hakawi has six golden, wonderful new skincare products that smell delicious, but I'm just going to let her talk about those too when we get there. Great. Well, it sounds like a really fantastic show, but before we get to our distinguished guests, it's time for IP in the news. And who do we have this evening? Well, we have a U.S. Supreme Court battle. It's a copyright battle. Right, it is. And so what happened was the famous photographer, Lynn Goldsmith, took a picture of Prince and Andy Warhol took that picture and turned it into an Andy Warhol type painting, you know, with all the wild colors and everything. But he never got Lynn's permission. And so, of course, she is battling his estate in order to get money from the picture since she was never right. compensated. And it's gone back and forth through the courts. But she feels like the estate should have bought a license from her to use that photo to reproduce. And they're saying it's fair use, which is very complicated. The use has to be transformative. And so there's a lot of murkiness in that area of the copyright law. And I guess that's the reason why the Supreme Court decided to hear the case, because they don't decide to hear just every case or, you know, maybe one of the justices really liked Prince, you know, I don't know, get some celebrity out of it. Who knows? But anyway, we're awaiting this decision and we'll find out if Andy Warhol's rendition of Prince relying on Lynn Goldsmith's photograph is transformative use. Well, I think it's important because she's never going to get another chance to photograph him. Well, that's true. <laughs> this is, you know, you right. can't just say, well, you use that one. I'll go take a different one. But anyway, Richard's Roundtable. Yep. Time for for Richard's Roundtable, and I'd like our guests to comment on what they just heard, or if you have a general intellectual property question, please let us know. So we'll start with Michael. What do you think about all of this? I think this is very murky water, of course, right? You obviously have both sides of the table there. I've always taken the opinion, I guess, of you got to take your work, you got to put it out there, and most people are going to take it and do something with it when you're really good, right? Hmm. I don't know personally if I'm going to fight a battle for that because probably they've got money coming in anyway, right? So I think it's more than money. It's more principle focused. It's murky. I mean, I've published books. We deal with things like this intellectual property a lot with different authors. And I'm convinced that most people who are experts of what they do, this photographer, right. she's got a lot of other IP that's out there, but it's the fact that people are following her because of her expertise. I think she can do a whole lot more with that than fighting this one battle 
in my opinion, but it's totally murky water. I agree. I was sort of like on the one hand, she had to take a killer photograph in the first place because there's a lot of photographs out there of Prince, right? She had to take the photograph. And then Andy Warhol, on the other hand, was another incredibly creative person who then took that and probably took it to another level. And so I'm waiting for Prince's estate to come in. Yeah. Well, but think, think about the flip side of that is what if she took this and went the other way and embraced Andy Warhol and his whole organization said, let's take this to a new level and let's take this higher than it is because I took the photo. You did something really cool with it. Let's take this out. I think she'd have a whole lot more publicity press and probably money coming in if they took that kind of cooperative approach. That's just my thought, but it comes back to the principle of the matter, I think. I think the Warhol estate should have come to her and said, I want to use your photo. And do you want a license fee or is there something we can work out? If Andy Warhol had come to me and said, I want to do this, (laughs) I would have said exactly what Elizabeth just said. (laughs) Right. And they could have avoided this whole mess. But don't you not need to get permission if it's transformative enough? And that's that's the the issue. Is it transformative enough to not need? Which is an utterly sketchy area. So we're talking to Karima now. So, yeah. I mean, an artist like Andy Warhol would have the resources and hopefully the sense to have legal counsel, because when you get to that point in your art, it's a business, right? And so he would have probably asked his copyright attorney about this because this was standard operating procedure and a lot of his art, right? You know, take a Campbell's soup can and do a painting of it. Was he going back and getting permission from the Campbell's soup company? What you're doing is transformative. And so we don't need to worry about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so Lynn Goldsmith is sort of challenging that fundamental presumption in a way she's challenging the fundamental presumption of his work because almost all of it was based on photographs or renditions. Henry? Well, I'm certainly no expert in this, but, uh, you know, from my own humble opinion, it's not a photograph anymore. I haven't seen the artwork. You know, I've been hearing in the news that this is happening in music now, too. You know, I think the legal system's always trying to catch up with what's happening. And I don't think this is anything that's ever going to go away. It seems like it's pretty murky waters. I just read an article about the metaverse, and they're saying in the metaverse, there's going to be such problems to be able to track copyright. So, I mean, this is kind of like the last old school problem of copyright that we have in our real world, because now it's going to go to the metaverse where you just can't track it. I think you make a good point there, Karima. And I do think the reason the Supreme Court took this case is because it's so fundamental. Perhaps they see that this is an issue that really needs to get straightened out. If you have a video game and you take a picture of a landscape and then you transform that into code and, you know, use it as a background for a video game, Was that transformative because it's no longer the same picture? And so what are the rules around this going to be, right? Well, it's weird because we watch a show called Upload. I don't know if anybody's watched it, but they're at this place and it looks almost exactly like this resort in upstate New York. (laughs) It really does. Oh my gosh. So Kenya gets a turn. Kenya. Yeah. I mean, as a creator, I feel I'm, I'm team the photographer. It's her photo. I think anything that Andy Warhol paints is with an intent to sell it and make money. And they definitely should have just reached out to her and at least 
we're courteous about the intent of use. I think what makes it gray is obviously the whole fair use thing. Like what makes something fair use versus something not fair use? Well, the traditional elements are, you know, if you're doing parody, if you're criticizing or providing a commentary, I doubt that they would argue parody or criticism, but maybe commentary. So the colors that he would have chosen for the painting would be representing some sort of energy or some aspect of Prince's personality. Well, here they say that Goldsmith's portrayal of Prince as a vulnerable human being and depicted him as an iconic larger-than-life figure. So they feel that was transformative. So the fair use doctrine applies. And so with copyright, it's it's never clear. Yeah, the (laughs) the law is not as cut and dried as you think it is. Like one court can decide one way and another court decides, well, this is what happened with this. And so it's really, I don't know how they come up with the final solution. I know. <laughs> I guess we'll right. find out when the Supreme Court rules. So <laughs> there's always that. There's always that. <laughs> okay, should we move on? We're on to our first guest, Michael Delon, founder of Paperback Expert. He's a marketing strategist and a coach too. Hey, thanks, Richard. So yeah, my company's Paperback Expert. Business owners hire me to create their own book without writing a word so they can be in a better position to attract their ideal audience convert prospects into clients, and then create what I call a never-ending river of referrals so they'll grow their business. Most business owners, unfortunately, are not schooled in marketing, and they are seen as commodities. They're seen as that Campbell soup can, right? And they struggle to convert clients. They might talk with a lot of prospects, but they, they don't convert clients enough. And so they're struggling. They're on what I call that revenue roller coaster, and they're not growing their business as much as they desire to. Mm. And so we help them take their expertise, put it in their own book, and then use that book to market their services. In a nutshell, that's what we get to do. That is phenomenal. You know what? Because I've talked to business owners and I said, yeah, I wrote a book, but it wasn't to make money from the book, right? Mm. It was so people know I'm an expert in my field. And if you talk to a lot of business owners who are really pushing the envelope, they all have books. Right. They do. <laughs> well, in, in, in our culture, experts have books. I mean, they really do. I should write one. You, you should write, write one. one. Well, you should write one too. I think Michael's right. Like, I think everybody should have a book that's in business. It does position you. It is probably one of the best ways to position yourself as an expert, right? Absolutely. As if you're looking at me. Yeah. I can tell you the whole story of how it changed my life years ago, but without question, because marketing happens in the mind of the audience. It's Mm -hmm. how they think of you. And when you place your book in their hands or they see it on the website or they catch it on Amazon, they instantly change how they think of you because you you obviously have a lot to say because you wrote a book. Oh, my goodness. So how long is a typical book and what's a ballpark for what it would cost to get this done? A typical book page length for us is about 125 to 150 pages. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to write a brochure and you don't want to write War and Peace. You want to write something, it's going to take a couple hours to read so that you can have a long conversation with you, okay? Mm-hmm. Ballpark investment for, for our services are, are between $18,000 and $36,000. Just depends on what's right for the client. Mm-hmm. We spread that over a 12-month period of time because it takes us about seven months to get your book created from start to finish when you're on Amazon, Kindle, and everything else. How do you extract the information from the business owner? How do we get the information out of you? Our contention, Richard, is you have everything in your head and your heart to create your book. Our job is to get it out. So we have a staff of writers. You're going to get assigned to a writer who's going to work with you and have conversations either over the phone or over Zoom. And we're just going to ask you questions. Richard, 
I mean, why do people come to you? What are the struggles they're having? Because your book is less about you and more about your audience, right? Right. Because you're going to use it. Why do people come to you? What are the challenges of IP in a business setting? Things of that nature. You're just going to talk just like we're doing right here. We record everything. So we're going to first build an outline for your book. Okay. And then once the outline's created and the flow is right, then we're going to come say, okay, chapter one, Richard, tell us your story. How did you get to being who you are? Right. That's when we're going to shut up and you're going to start talking just like you are now, right? right? And we're going to record it all. And then the writer, when this is all finished, our process is called the speak to write process. You're speaking the content of your book, but our writer is going to take your words and massage it into the manuscript. Right. That we do everything from start to finish on your book, Richard, except the content. Because I'm not the expert in intellectual property. You are. This is your book. We're right. just here to assist you and do all the hard work so you can so, get your book created. Kenya, do you have a question or comment? I do. Michael, what are some must-haves for the manuscript that people should have? Number one, a compelling story of how you got to the table. I want to know who you are. But the other must-have is stories of how you've helped people because your audience, they're less interested in the law and the code. They really don't care. What yes. they want to know is how you've helped people navigate what's going on in their life. That's what's going to bond them to you. And we want stories in about every chapter. They don't have to be long and involved. They could be two or three sentences. Right. But it's the stories that carry the day. Stories capture our attention. They cause us to remember. That's what we really yeah. want in a book. Do you have to do a hard copy book? Could this all be electronic or do you suggest hard copy? We publish in both. So I always suggest paperback, right? I'm paperback expert. And the reason for it, let me ask you a question, all of you, and you, you don't have to answer. How many eBooks do you have on your computer somewhere or on your Kindle somewhere, right? A lot. More than when I, I could when count, I, yeah. When I hand you a copy of my book, physical, mm -hmm. okay, something happens. A book, it is sacrilegious in our culture to throw a book away. Right. That's true. <laughs> well, we went on vacation too, and I was afraid I wasn't going to get to charge my Kindle as much. So I took books with me and paperbacks are much easier to lug around than hardback. They are. And they're less expensive to mail. So we teach our clients, you're not going to get rich, Richard. Oh. You're not going to get rich selling uh, your book on Amazon. I was hoping that I would, but. Now, you know where you're going to build wealth though, Richard, is gaining clients who see you as the IP attorney they want to work with because you wrote the book on it. So you want to give your book away to prospects, to clients. You want to be the resource they think of when they think IP. That's right. how you're of going course. to generate revenue with your book. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Is it your experience that a lot of people who receive these books actually read them? Or is it just the act of having one that makes the difference? Both. But what we do find is when the prospect is really interested, they're going to read it. We have story after story of somebody getting a book from a financial advisor, let's say, they read the book, it answers the questions in their mind, they set an appointment, they walk into the office with book in hand, dog-eared, highlighted, Richard, I have four questions, page three, you know, page 28, because they're super interested. If, if you're going to buy your wife for Mother's Day or her birthday, let's say, a new car, you're going to do some research on lots of cars. And then when you find the one or two that you really want, you're going to do more and more and more research. And that's how it is with your book. I may initially get it and scan through it, but the fact that you have a book puts you in a different category in my mind. Then I'm going to read it. And then I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to take the next step toward Richard, right? Marketing is a step-by-step -step process. Too many times we want to go from first impression to close the sale mm -hmm. right now. And it just doesn't work that way. 
most of the time. There's always people in the market today, but there's probably about 95% of the market who are in the market someday. How are you staying in front of them? That's the question. That's what we help business owners do. That's great. So when you display the authorship of the book, how do you display it? Do you display it as co-written with another author? It's totally your book. So when you publish your book, it's going to have Richard Gerhardt on the top, right? You never see our name on the book, except as the publishing and Daisha on the back, which gives you more credibility. So you also help people with podcasts? I do as part of their book. So everything we do is around credibility marketing. Why create a book? Well, it adds credibility to who Mm -hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we first do brand strategy. When Richard first comes to us, we're going to work with him on brands. Are you What's trying to sell me on a book? I just want it, to. We've already discussed this. It's done. It's already a done deal. <laughs> so we're going to get the theme of the book and the message of the book that's unique to Richard. Then we're going to create his book. We're going to make him an Amazon bestselling author because that's great credibility. Okay, I've got a way to do that. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to create a podcast for Richard and interview him on every chapter of his book. We're going to syndicate that to all the podcast channels so that his prospects can listen to him as well as read his book, as well as watch the videos before they ever have a meeting with Richard. So then in that first meeting, it's not a sales call. It's a Richard. I, I love what you do. I really like it. I've got some questions. Can you work with me? Can you help me figure this out? That's how you gain clients. You precondition people to hire you before you ever meet with them through a variety of media that position you. Kenya, what are your thoughts here? Wow. I have a couple of things I wanted to add. I was wondering if you could help us debunk the New York Times bestselling list, though, because I was told or heard that you could buy your way onto the list. Is that true from a publishing standpoint? I cannot speak to New York Times because I don't help people there. We help people with Amazon. I'm sure, Kenny, you can buy yourself onto any list that you want. <laughs> yeah, right. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. You can, but you do, you legitimately have to sell an X amount of copies, whether you purchase them yourself or people actually purchase them, but it has to be from a diverse group of people. Right. So you can't resell to your same followers. Like there's a formula to that. So does it work on the same way on the Amazon side. Yeah, Amazon's really picky. For instance, I cannot, when Richard's book goes to become an Amazon bestseller <laughs> and I buy a copy of it, it doesn't count. Amazon knows I'm the publisher because they keep track of who I am on my email accounts and all that. Right. And so, yeah, Amazon keeps track of all of that. And, and they have a logarithm. They have six different things that they look at to drive a, a book up the rankings. Some of its sales, some of its reviews, some of its you know traffic to the page. We just figured out all six of them. We don't know which one or two they're looking at on that day on their logarithm. So we just dominate all of them with press releases across the nation and social media releases. We've got about 10,000 people in our network that we push it out to and say, Kenya, would you help us make Richard an Amazon bestselling author today by buying a copy of his book? You and don't we- just create the book. You actually help make it a bestseller, which is, oh. I, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for that. I talk to business owners every week who've self-published their books. Richard never do that. Um, (laughs) No, they come to me and they say, I've got my book. What do I do with it? They're not marketers. And so we've put together a program that helps you establish your credibility in the eyes of your audience and market that credibility so that you'll gain clients, get referrals and grow your revenue long term. So, Michael, what is the typical price point for these books? The client always controls that because it's their book. We recommend $17.95 for a paperback on Amazon. Hardcover is about $25. And the reason we do that, how about this? On your website, maybe on your email signature, Richard, right? Mm -hmm. Author of, number one, Amazon bestselling book and your title, buy it on Amazon for $17.95. 
or click here to let me give you a free copy. Then they go to your website and they opt in for a free copy of your book. I've got a whole process around this because now what you've done, Richard, is you've captured their name and email. You'll probably get their mailing address. That information is super valuable. If they buy it on Amazon, Richard, you get a few dollars. Who cares? Right. I'm about building relationships with people who I can help. I want you on my list so I can email to you. I can invite you to my presentations. I can help you take that next step to solve the problem. So, so you would give the book away for free on the website? Every day. And so what we do is we bring the expert writers to the table. We get your content. We write a book that you can put in the hand of somebody. I mean, Richard, you probably have a website. You probably have brochures that you give to people. You probably do other things, right? Why don't you give them a book that they can read, spend some time with you and get to bond with you to say, I need to have a conversation with this guy because I think he's really brilliant. I think he might be able to help me. I think this is a good idea. So we do have some promotion that we do through social media, especially for sure. the show. So would that work hand in hand with the promotion you do? So we would be promoting on our sites while you promote on your sites. What we do is we set you up with there. And so if, if you've got a social media person doing all your social media, right. we give them the assets of the book, help them understand our strategies that are implemented that you implement, right? Let's say the website strategy so that when they're doing Facebook ads, it's not about IP law. It's about get a copy of my new Amazon bestselling book that will explain to you the complexities of IP law in a simple and understandable way. Well, I have to say, Michael, you're very impressive. We hope you'll stick around for the rest of the show and maybe Absolutely. help us question some of our guests. And we'll be right back with more Passage to Profit right after this. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application, that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearheartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearheart. With our special guest, Michael DeLon, and we just had a fascinating discussion about business books and how they can help your business. It sounds like a really great idea. Well, I think he told us some of the secrets that people are using right now 
that the general public probably doesn't know about or general business owner public. And so he gave away some secrets that I think are pretty useful. And if you haven't had a chance to catch his interview because you're just tuning in now, please go to our podcast. You can get it anywhere you get your podcast and take a listen. I think it is definitely worth the investment. It's called Passage to Profit. Passage to Profit. That's right. So it's now time for Power Move, Kenya. Power Move today is Tope Awatana. I hope I said that correctly. He is the founder founder of Calendy. I'm sure most of you are familiar with that platform. A lot of people don't know this about him, but he poured his life savings, which was about $200,000 and quit his job in the tech space selling software to start the platform. And now Calendly has 10 million users and revenue last year for them was $100 million. And it's expected to double in revenue over the next years and surpass 100 million, 100 million in revenue. So he's doing very well for himself. And he is just one of two black tech billionaires in the United States. And he's worth $1.4 billion. Is that That's all? a pretty good. I don't think he can hang out with me. Yeah, he, doesn't <laughs> he doesn't qualify for the show. Yeah, I love Calendly. I have to say, I think it was a brilliant move on his part, a brilliant idea. So what is Calendly anyway? You schedule your your appointments, right? So you can send someone a link to schedule time to connect with you. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say a virtual assistant, but it's definitely a virtual calendar that you can use to keep yourself on track. But what makes it so powerful, I think, is that you can hook it up to your Zoom account. You can hook it up to a phone number. So it'll send the, if the person schedules a meeting, they'll get a Zoom invite. If you want to do it through Zoom or they'll get your phone number with an invite if you want to do a phone call. Calendly is great because it avoids that email tag. When are you available? I don't know when I'm here. Just book a time, right? Number two. So here's how we do it. Here's how we teach our clients. When somebody books a call with you, they Calendly sends out an automated email saying, hey, Michael, the call is Tuesday at 4 p.m., right? Right. Mm-hmm. But you can modify that and add some other text in and say, hey, before our meeting, click this link and watch a five-minute video about who I am and what this call's all about. And then right. they're going and getting that warm virtual hug because you created a simple video that's maybe on your website, and you're using Calendly technology to precondition prospects, right? That's how you use it. It is more efficient, that's for sure. So what about Fireside? For those of you who don't know, Fireside is an online directory of small businesses and it's a video directory. And I've been working on it for a while. I kind of got stuck because I need to do a new website because the website I had, I just bought a theme, pre-established theme that didn't really fit what I wanted to do. So I'm working on the website now with a website developer, not really doing as many interviews. I interviewed people all through COVID for this site. I'm still doing some interviews with people, but I really, before I move forward strongly with interviews again or getting their other videos they have, I want to get the site. Done. And let me tell you, if you want an interview, you need Elizabeth to be the <laughs> interviewer because she is Awesome. No, I, I learned how to do it from doing the show. Right? Well, that's why so you're awesome. I mean, most do- people are not as good at interviewing as you are. Why, thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's so true. that's where I am. So I am really excited to introduce Henry Lovejoy with Fresh A, F R E S H E, a meal in a can. These are awesome. They taste good and they go everywhere. Welcome, Henry. Tell us all about it. Oh, it's great to be here. Yeah, Fresh A Meals is, is pretty cool. You know, we all love going to a, a nice restaurant 
having a gourmet meal designed by a celebrity chef with complex global flavors, uh, really high quality ingredients. That's what we've done. You know, we all grew up with quite honestly, lousy canned food in the United States over the last 50 years. Uh, most of the, the poor quality food ended up in a tin. So we were in Portugal. Uh, that's where we make these meals An unbelievable cannery over there. What they're doing is absolutely incredible. Our fresh A meals are they have tuna and salmon as a base. Our corporate mission is environmental sustainability. We actually started in 1999 as EcoFish. Uh, Fresh A is one of our brands. And we're the first and still the only seafood company that's 100% certified sustainable. So when you have these Fresh A meals, you know that the high quality seafood that's in the tin, the salmon or the tuna is certified sustainable. All the vegetables are non-GMO. The tins are BPA free. And what is so amazing about a tin, and this is really our biggest challenge as we launched the brand, and we knew it going into it, and it's a challenge we welcome, is that perception of canned food in the United States. The cool thing that's going on is that in Europe, tin fish, as it's known, has been of supreme quality for 150 years. And U.S. consumers are discovering the quality of tin fish as they go to Portugal, they go to Spain. You can pay upwards of $15, $20 for one tin of fish, but what you're eating is really high quality. Our meals retail for between $3.99 and $4.99, and they're all designed by a celebrity chef that we work with, and there are numerous different global flavor profiles. The cool thing about the tin, mm. in my opinion, is it's the world's best way to preserve food. We're in a culture today where a lot of the food that we buy that needs to be preserved has been preserved with chemicals, and that's just completely unnecessary. The tin itself is the preservative. Our meals have a four-year shelf life. The quality of the product going in is the quality of product you would see at a high-end restaurant. So this really solves a need for consumers in the United States. All the data shows that people want to eat healthier. The problem is, is we're all really busy. We're away from home a lot and we need meals we can have on the go. So an easy open tin with a really high quality Mediterranean diet super healthy meal that you can open anywhere. You know, I, I'm a big skier. I actually eat these on the chairlift on my way up before my next run. We've got people who, you know, eat them at their desk at work and, and love it. This, you know, I used to eat tuna for the, the health benefits, but it stunk up the office. There's no fishy smell to these recipes. They smell like you're walking into a, a wonderful restaurant. So you can eat them anywhere. They're super healthy, super portable and delicious. We're in 2,700 stores across the U.S. We launched Fresh A a few years ago, still growing really quickly and we're available online as well. Mike, you sent us a bunch of these and we gave some to our friends and like our one friend who we discussed is a pescatarian. Like she's like, I want them all. <laughs> I really like the um, Provence Nissoise. Yeah, a classic French salad. Wild tuna, fire roasted peppers, zesty herbs, potatoes and olives. And it was like 200 some calories, right? Yeah. This is a salad topper, but this would also be good on top of pasta. I mean, you could just even eat it on a piece of toast if you hate salad, but I don't really like salad dressing. So to kind of mix this in with the lettuce, it was really good. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you very much. We're getting so much feedback from consumers. My wife and co-founder, Lisa, we both designed these to eat straight out of the tin. 
but they have so many other uses. It's a heck of a lot of fun. We've really enjoyed the journey and feel like, you know, it takes a really old, stale food category and really jazzes it up with some innovation that I don't think the canned food industry has seen in 50 years. Right. Well, and here's another one. Uh, Moroccan tangine, salmon, crunchy chickpeas, roasted onions and zucchini, quinoa, olives, lemon, carrots, and fennel. I'm not going to go out and buy all that stuff and try to make <laughs> make yeah. this. This is awesome. So That's my personal favorite. The two salmon recipes we just launched uh, last September, Norwegian salmon certified sustainable from the Aquaculture Stewardship Council, you know, environmentally sustainable, super clean. It's interesting because in Portugal, salmon isn't really a very common species of fish they eat in that culture. It took us a year and a half to get them to work with salmon for us. And that salmon works so well in these recipes. It just becomes so buttery and delicious. Moroccan tagine is my favorite. So Michael, uh, I wanted to ask you, are you also thinking about a book for Henry here? And uh, (laughs) what questions do you have about his product? Yeah, we've already got the title created. It's no big deal. Yeah, I love this. Henry, thanks for being here. I just went to your website and poked around. It's like, oh, brilliant. Because, all right, so we live we live in you know suburbia little rock arkansas right we're a homeschooling family we have a very calm quiet lifestyle we're not involved in sports and things but in the evening i look around in my neighborhood and i see all my neighbors with all their kids going because they got to go to basketball and cheerleading and, and piano and all the and you said for the families on the run because they're eating at the old fast food restaurants right whereas they could take fresh a meals on the road and have better nutrition faster meals Wow, the stress relief, let alone the cost savings. What a great idea. Thanks. And you know, you think you're right. We all end up at fast food restaurants traditionally. And there's some better options out there now that are quick. But yeah, hockey mums. We have so many hockey mums, which is right up what you're talking about. They reach out to us and, you know, they're literally eating these while they're watching the hockey game. And they're quick, easy, delicious, healthy. I think it's a great idea. Thanks, buddy. I think your book idea is really good too. I love it. So as part of this, (laughs) mutual back slapping society can we get kenya's opinion (laughs) well i i mean i think about everything that's going on right now and even conversations about food shortages and how we may have to pivot into something different right and what did that was food look like in the future i think you're way ahead of your time i love that it stays good for four years you said right so i can see families stocking up on this you know keeping it in the pantry and just feeling good that there's an alternative, God forbid. You know, it probably benefited us launching into COVID because people were stocking their pantries and it drove discovery that it may not have otherwise. People were going to the canned fish aisle, uh, which is where you find fresh egg and stocking up. They were thinking canned tuna, but they're like, oh, wow, what's this innovative new item? It's been so great for us to be able to ship out food to those people fighting the wildfires, to the first responders, it's perfect for that kind of thing. It's funny. We're, we're taking some really old technology. The sardine tin came from Napoleon needing to feed his armies. And he put the challenge out and said, anybody who can find a way to preserve our sardines so we can feed them to our troops when they're thousands of miles away from home. And that's where the, the innovation technology came from way back then. And it's been updated substantially. It's much better than it used to be. But it's kind of cool knowing that the history of where it comes from and The fact that we don't need to put chemicals in our food, we don't need to freeze our food necessarily, which changes food when you freeze it. Just take great quality and put it in a tin. That's awesome. I'm, I'm still trying to sort of work through it in my head. Would I prefer to eat food out of a tin can or a plastic container? 
right? right. And I'm so can. I'm so used to eating it out of a plastic container. Yeah. But it does sound like if you're logical about it, the tin is actually that's, better because no preservatives and longer well, shelf life. As a chemist, you know that the tin is not going to leach chemicals into your food like plastic will. Aluminum is the most recyclable product on earth. Uh, mm. So of all the things that you put in your recyclables, aluminum is the one that's going to be recycled the most. It's super light. Once you finish the meal, you don't even feel the weight of the tin. It, it's so, so it's, light. So the it, recyclability it, is awesome. It's not a tin tin. It's an aluminum tin. <laughs> it's an aluminum tin. Well, exactly. So why don't you call it an aluminum? <laughs> Guess nobody, but, but to Richard's point, he does make a good point. The whole issue of BPA is getting into people's canned food is, is a major issue. So the manufacturers figured out a way to put a, a safe lining on in the inside of the tin. So there is no leaching. Question answered. It's just been great having you on the show. A delicious alternative. What is your website? Freshemeals.com. So F-R-E-S-H-E-M-E-A-L-S.com. And people can order right off the website too? They can order right off the website or they can go to a store locator and find one of 2,700 stores, hopefully in their neighborhood. Thank you. So you are listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And we will be right back. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And our special guest, Michael DeLon today. But now we are on to our final presenter who has amazing products. She sent me some. I've used them. I love them. And I love her website because the first thing that you see when you go to her website is 100% of people say this takes care of their wrinkles. And she's a very <laughs> enthusiastic guest, too, yes. I would imagine. So Karima mm. El-Hakawi with Six Golden, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We have created the cleanest, most efficacious skincare that you'll find with the industry's strictest and most comprehensive eco-sustainable initiatives. And the day we decided to start this skincare, the thing that put us over the edge was when we found out one company that we knew was being sued for an ingredient that is not good for human health, but was continuing to use that ingredient in their products because it was cheaper than reformulating. And that just absolutely put us over the edge because my two partners and I have been in the industry for 20 plus years and we've just seen it all. And, you know, the U.S. has no safety laws. The reason we started this was the U.S. has no ingredients ingredient safety laws. It's like the wild west. You can create whatever you want and gloss over it with a beautiful marketing campaign. So you think you're getting something when you're really not. So we have formulated to the EU standards of clean, which is over 2,500 ingredients banned. 
And then on the other side of ingredients is packaging. The beauty industry is just a mass of waste. It creates 120 billion units every year of packaging. And everyone knows this stat, but 8 million tons of plastic goes into the ocean every year. And by 2050, there'll be more plastic in the ocean than fish. It's just not acceptable anymore. And every company we worked for put profit over purpose. And we believe that purpose and profit can go hand in hand. So we created the ultimate no compromise skincare. That's amazing. I mean, first of all, I'm amazed that there are so many ingredients that you can put on your skin that could be toxic or harmful. A hundred percent. There's absolutely, there's, there's no one looking at these ingredients. So most of the time in the U S people formulate cheap, fast, and easy. And a lot of times there's companies that just sell a formulation. So we were talking about IPs earlier. Someone will buy the formulation, but they don't actually own it. So they'll just slap their own label on it and sell it. And then someone else will slap their own label on it and sell that same thing. And there's no laws and it's the wild west. And then if you want to sell in the EU, you actually have to reformulate because they're so much stricter. So we just didn't want anyone to have to worry about what they're putting on their body and their skin. You know, the skincare industry is ripe for disruption because 75% of adults who use beauty products agree that keeping the planet safe is just as important as keeping people safe. So we know 88% of people want refillable products. We know that people want this, but big heritage companies, you know, it's too hard for them to create clean PETA vegan products. On top of that, I'm looking at the notes And it says your formulas are built on 400 years of scientific research in advanced Korean herbal medicine. I find that extremely interesting, honed and perfected over generations. So I think that's different than any other line I've ever heard of. No other skincare. Thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate it. No other skincare has the precise formulations and the knowledge that our doctor has, Dr. Janelle Kim. And she actually travels. She came out with a book. She actually travels the world talking about for 15 years she has how to properly formulate ingredients. And what no one understands, I didn't understand, is that you can't just dump ingredients in and call it a formulation. These formulations that she has created, she has so carefully and precisely put together ingredients that have been tested for centuries in Korea, like licorice, ginseng, neem leaf, astragalus. And she knows how to properly put them together so their efficacy is maximized and they go deeper and have deeper bioavailability. I said, can't you just dump lots in and make it stronger? And she was like, oh, that's just not how it works. You know, so I think there's just there's so much misconception about how to properly formulate ingredients that are actually good for you. Well, that's amazing if it goes deeper in, because a lot of times I'll put on a moisturizer and it just sits on the top of my skin. It doesn't do anything. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we formulated to have the maximum amount of benefits per product so that you don't have to sit and do 15 steps of skincare. No one has the time or money. And one other thing that we did was take on the strictest eco standards. So, you know, we'll we'll be hundred percent refillable by the end of this year. We're already 94.5% recyclable. We'll be hundred percent compostable. So just trying to be really transparent about everything that we're doing. So I suppose that's the only way to educate. Inclusivity is at the heart of everything we do. We wanted to be able to include all humans on this globe. So all ages, all skin types. So our formulas balance out all skin types and leave you with healthy skin. So if you have combo skin, dry skin, oily skin, we can't technically say rosacea, but the people who come to us with stories who have rosacea, their skin finally after years is clearing up people who have acne. So it balances out all skin types and a side effect of balanced, healthy skin 
is that you look glowing and radiant. So it's really just to balance out your skin. It gives you the best. And then obviously each thing has different benefits. Like the oil we keep selling out of because hundred percent in an independent test said it reduces lines and wrinkles. So it balances out all skin types. That's why we're called so six it, golden. It changed all of our skins immensely. One, my partner, we have a partner in London. She has the most sensitive skin on the face of the earth. It's transformed her skin. My other partner has rosacea transformed her skin. So, and I used to have really bad acne and it's transformed my skin. So it truly just brings well, all really, really works. Yes, what? you look absolutely it, beautiful it, and your skin thanks. is beautiful. So we have to ask Kenya and, and Michael what they think. Kenya. Well, I concur. Your skin is gorgeous. Even on Zoom, Zoom's a little tricky and you just look very natural and very flawless. Just curious, what should people be using? Because everybody can't use the same thing. It's not a one size fits all 100% business. Not. Yeah. And is it, I guess, is it different for men versus women? Because I know a lot of time we don't talk about men in skincare. And I think that that's such a men's skin is different but this works so the men men actually love our cleanser and moisturizer you know i just start with looking at what ingredients are in your skincare and there's a lot of sites that you can go to that help tell you what ingredients to look out for there's a lot of clean washing and green washing going on everyone says they're clean they're not everyone says they're eco it's like how are you eco you know so i think it's just takes time and digging into a little bit, which I know, no, you know, people don't have a lot of time. So Michael, what should the name of Karima's book be? <laughs> oh, that's a great one. I think glowing and radiant. <gasps> oh my gosh. And so Michael, I actually texted my partner while we were on the phone saying, we need a book. That's how, <laughs> that's how compelling you are. Well, thank you. From a marketing perspective, yes. But glowing and radiant, those words came out of your mouth. And I'm like, that isn't that what your audience wants? I mean, they yeah. really want to have glowing, radiant skin that's easy to take care of. That's good for the economy, right? It's funny you mentioned all of this legalities and no regulation. Mm -hmm. I follow a marketing guy who's been around forever, and he helped build the proactive brand. Mm -hmm. And in his marketing, as he taught us what he was doing, he's like, it's glop. There are six ingredients. You slap a label on it and the same glop can be sent yes. over here. It's marketing that makes the difference 100%. and you're changing the game. You're turning it upside down. I applaud you for doing that. I so appreciate you saying that. It's like, As a consumer, you just don't know. The same way we were saying we all believed the best of lists. Consumers believe the glossy marketing. We did the glossy marketing. I know, you know, like I know how to do it, but it's just a lie. And so I will never badmouth anyone, but got to dig into those ingredients. And one thing that we did differently is every single person that formulates something, it makes anything on earth. They go to who they're working with and they say, this is our price point. We did not do that. We went and we said, we need you to create the very best formulas that you possibly can. And that was our brief, which is unheard of. So when we actually have a responsible party in the EU who has to go through all the formulas legally, they said, we have never seen formulas packed with this many things because we didn't give a price point. We just wanted it to be the healthiest, most efficacious possible for humans. You know, as you get older, like I am, everyone around you starts getting sick or diseases. There's so much we can do to live a healthy, cleaner lifestyle. Well, I would say that this show has been about health and sustainability. And that's amazing. I, unfortunately, we have to end. I do love your products and I'm going to keep using them and I want skin like yours. <laughs> so anyway, um, but what is your website where people can find this? It's six golden. So it's S I X G L D N.com. Are you in any stores? 
We are. We just got into Neiman Marcus. We're in um, Walmart Prestige, Birchbox, Vera Shop. We started selling in Asia. Excellent. Karima al Hakawi with Six Golden. And you are listening to Passage to Profit. Don't go away yet because we're going to recap the show. So if you missed a website, you'll hear it here. If you did miss the show and you're just tuning in, you can catch it on our podcast, which will be out tomorrow. But next time, pay attention to the time and tune in when the show starts. <laughs> yes, I'll be right back. Hi. I'm Lisa Askley's the Inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not? make it you. If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. I thought we just had the most amazing show tonight. I really enjoyed well, myself and learning all these different things from our presenters. We always talk about being about innovation. Very innovative people here. Absolutely. Our guest was Michael DeLon and he helps you write the book that brings you clients, basically. It's called paperbackexpert.com and one thing he says is you can write a book without ever having to type anything in at all. And then we had Henry Lovejoy with Fresh A, which are meals in a tin, well, aluminum tin. Gourmet uh, meals. They're really good. They're fish mixed with other ingredients and spices. They're delicious. Or on the go. You wouldn't put French fries in those. He tins. puts potatoes in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does. Okay. F R E S H E, Fresh A meals. Dot com. And then we just heard from Karima El Hakawi with six golden S I X G L D N. Seriously, cutting edge, innovative skincare just, products for glowing skin, for all types of skin that have been researched with ingredients that have been researched for over 400 years. So I find that unusual and amazing. Unfortunately, we have to go, but I do want to thank our producer, Noah Fleischman, and our production assistant, Alicia Morrissey, and our video editor, Chatterboss. And before we go, I'd like to ask Michael, do you have any parting words for our audience? Just stay tuned. Obviously, this show is a wealth of knowledge. I had no idea that Fresh A Meals was there. I'm going to have my wife go to Walmart and check it out. That's really cool. 
and vibrant and glowing, radiant, transformative beauty products. My girls, I've got teenagers at home. Oh my goodness, the trash can fills up with all those bottles. Mm-hmm. We're heading your way. So thank you for being here. What a great, insightful show it's been. Thank you. Well, thank you, Kenya. Well, I thought this was a very uh, clever conversation today, especially with Michael and what he had to offer in terms of mastering your marketing through storytelling. That's super important. And I just love the food sustainability aspect that Henry was able to bring to the table, like very solution-based product line that keeps you healthy and also helps you really just manage your food and your time. And, you know, you can get that golden glow with Karima's product. So I'm definitely going to check out what she has online and you're listening to Passage to Profit. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the Passage to Profit show, Twitter at Passage to Profit and our YouTube channel as well. Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt will be back with another show next week.